welcome to another wonderful interview as part of this interview series real men reveal this time we have a wonderful king from the uk ready to be really honest and give us his absolute honest answers regarding love relationships and women so are you ready i am ready yay welcome okay first question what do you really want in a relationship what do I want in a relationship? Yes. Well, what do I have in a relationship? So, um, I thought when I wasn't as uh, aware as I am now and probably um, coming from a childish kind of perspective that I wanted someone to kind of look after me, feed me, stroke me, hug me, um, chew on my bits when I wanted that to happen and basically you know, do everything for me um, in a way that um, one might expect a mother to look after a child. Um, that was the kind of, that, that was the kind of way, I wasn't brought up like that. I, that, that part in, in my life was missing. I didn't, I wasn't nurtured that well so, well, so I kind of, I look for that in my relationship subconsciously. Um, so I, I was, um, for a large portion of my life, I was very needy, um, and put a lot of pressure on the women in my life. Um, that said, um, I then had a kind of, um, Satori moment when I woke up to that when my wife, um, long suffering wife, bless her, left. Um, and I realised that women weren't just there for that and they actually had minds and brains and personalities and were actually quite fun to talk to. Um, so, so over a few years, it kind of dawned on me actually that um, I want a, a woman that can be my equal and that I can treat as equal and, and, and support me to get rid of my, some of my old traits Mm -hmm. deeply ingrained and come through generations I believe from my father and my grandfather um, and support me a woman to support me to be the best version of myself as a man I can be Beautiful. Mm -hmm. so that's what I see uh, that, that I see I see that in, in all you know my friends my girlfriends my male friends Mm -hmm. I see us all here to support each other to be the, the, the best version that we can all be of ourselves. I believe, you know, we've all got stuff going on in, in, our, in our lives, in our belief systems, in our DNA, in our nurture, in our nature. And, um, you know, we're all pretty screwed up at one level, whether we want to admit it or not. So we're all about, for me, supporting each other to, mm -hmm. to come through this crazy thing we call life and, yeah. um, and have some fun. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, great answer thank you okay so this next question uh, was was number two on the top 10 so it seems to be women are really experiencing this I don't know what you think of this question why does a man shut a woman down when she's expressing her feelings that are uncomfortable to hear why does that happen okay so from my memory and from experience and working with different people it's definitely not something i would do and it's some it's the opposite of that i would encourage anybody to express their feelings i think it's a very cathartic process but going back to the former me um i would 
um, maybe not so much shut down, but ignore or change the subject or say grow up. So yeah, so kind of shutting down. For me, from my experience, it was not being able to go there initially to the emotion because I was all head. My emotions were shut down um, at a very early age and I couldn't go there because of whatever experiences I'd had in my earlier, earlier age. So I, I work, I come from my head. So emotions were to me a sign of weakness um, and I didn't understand them. I didn't get them. I didn't know, you know, I, I know I, I knew I had a heart, which was a, a pumping piece of meat in my chest, but I didn't understand the power of the love of the heart and, and, and that stuff on a, on an emotional level. So, so two, I would say two reasons. One, Many men had shut down emotionally for all sorts of different reasons, and I wouldn't make a judgment on that. Um, big boys don't cry, all that stuff that's um, man up, all that stuff that's, that's pounded into young lads when they're babies and boys, um, which shuts them down. And then when I did kind of wake up to emotion, um, I found it very, very painful, emotionally painful. And, and like a woman crying or upset, whatever, just was like a knife in my heart. It was like, oh, fucking hell. Get, I wanted to stop, go away. And I couldn't, I wasn't, right. I couldn't, I hadn't protected myself. So it hurt me. And I didn't know what to do with it. And, and you know, there, there's this thing that men have that, that, um, that, that, that they just, that, that we believe we're here at some level to fix it all for everybody. And, you know, when a woman is saying this or saying that or upset and what have you, there's this kind of, there's this belief that we need to fix it. And if we haven't got the answer, then it frustrate it's frustrating. Right. And then we berate ourselves and then berate the woman and just say, you know, go away and stop being so neurotic and, 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 and belittle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if women were a little bit more um, clear with men saying, I don't want you to fix me. I don't need mm-hmm. you to fix me. I just want you to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't even want you to, you know, don't judge it. I don't, don't even think about it. Just be there for me and listen. And, and when I, when I'm through it, give me a tissue and give me a hug. I think that would help a lot of men yeah. because men just can't sit. We just want to dive in and be the knight in shining armor. Yeah. But we're only really doing that for that bit in us. Because we're extremely, again from my experience emotional creatures but it but it's bottled up and squashed down mm-hmm. at a very very early age especially in the western world especially in the western yeah. world yeah um, in condition thank you for yeah. that so. stiff up the, a lip and all that nonsense yeah it flows into the next question is quite similar well, why can't men just be open and honest and say how they feel um again that isn't who i am now um, I'm very open and honest to say I feel in the right environment with the right people. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to um, from my experience, which is the only one I can really talk to, and, and some of the work that I've done, it's the, it's the being the big man. You know, big boys don't cry, the stiff upper lip thing, um, you know, just get on with it, man up, go out and do what you've got to do bite the bullet um it's that it's that kind of conditioning and also you know we've got years of and generations of um of of stuff of 
nature in our DNA where men primarily were, were there, would go out hunting mm-hmm. and then we'd be fighters. We'd be out in, the, in, in um, you know, fighting other tribes, wars and stuff. So we had to be um, detached emotionally Right. To be able to do that kind of stuff, and I think that's just come up through the generations. I believe deeply that that there's this kind of stuff um, predis- is predisposed in our makes us predisposed in our DNA to be, to being that way. Um, and generally, the bravado, you know, right lads, you know, all that kind of nonsense, kind of rough play, and and all that stuff that ha- that happens at an early age. And the conditioning from, you know, dad, oh, he's my boy, you know, come on, you know. And, and it, it's, you know, we're treated differently as young males to, to, to young females. And there's research being done that, that, that it's not just nurture, it is, it, is, it is nature as well. And there's some great research being done around that with using um, monkeys and, um, and how they behave in certain environments. So, you know, it's deep in us. It's not... Yeah. It's not our fault, the same as it's not your fault, whatever that it is that we might think or you might think is different yeah. or wrong. Yeah. We're just different. And you're saying for you to break that, what I'm hearing is that for you to kind of break out of that person that perhaps did shut a woman down and perhaps wasn't open and honest and say how they felt, that was quite a big, that was a big moment for a big uh, life change for you, was it? Absolutely, yeah. You've got it. It's um, it does take something unless you, you know, unless you realise there's something that that needs that you want to change. That's something that you kind of reach the point where you go, well, look, this this way of life isn't serving me. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't useful. This isn't. Not everybody in this situation's happy. You know, if we if we're not getting win wins, mm-hmm. um, if we don't get to get to that point through a process of thought a thought process and conversation with other people, normally something very drastic happens to kind of mm-hmm. cause something in your life to wake up to that. So it took me, my wife, um, running off with a friend of mine, um, which was quite, you know, that's when I realised I had a heart because she broke it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't realise that I had a heart to break because I thought, as I said to you, my heart was just a chunk of meat in my chest, yeah. pumping blood around. But a broken heart's an open heart, and, and, and it goes from there. So, mm. so you know, there needs to be some education around this stuff. There isn't any education. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I've learned what I've learned through harsh experience, painful experience. But it does allow me to be able to work with other people and, and come from a place of authenticity and authority when when listening and, and supporting other people going through similar stuff and growing and waking up, whatever you call it. Mm. Okay, thank you. Right, now, what turns you away from an independent woman? What turns me away? Um, okay, so what... I see, and I'm not saying this isn't a big brush and saying all independent women are the the same because I know some extremely independent women who are are very good friends of mine and I love them dearly. And, um, but there are other women that have come of that I see and I've watched in different environments, in exhibitions and 
other bits and pieces that I go to who who over, who 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 appear to be overcompensating. So they're walking around like they got they, their balls are bigger than um, you know than the the bloke next door who they're trying to kind of compete with. So it's the it's the what what is off putting is a it is a woman in her power is extremely sexy and extremely mm-hmm. attractive and it's yeah but there's a way of being of being that and um so i'm turned off by women that end up with egos bigger than some of the blokes i know that's yeah. that's the bit really yeah. that would put me off without going into huge detail yeah you know, it's that the pendulum swings and sooner or later it settles in the middle. But I think there is this shift and I think we're coming out the end of it. I think there's more. I think it has gone over with the Margaret Thatcher years and the Spice Girls and all that. It went right over the other side. There's all this madness mm. and, you know, power dressing and this. And I, and I think it is getting better and it's settling down. And and I think the, the, the time is right and the space is right for everybody, not just women, but men to be in their field, yeah. to be in their, in their own power. And there's no need for this competition. It's, we are different. We are fundamentally yeah. different. There are things about men and things about women that are just different, whether we like mm-hmm. it or not just physical. Mm-hmm. And we need to celebrate those differences and, and exploit them in each other in a loving way. Wonderful. Thank you. What draws you to an independent woman? What draws me to... Uh, they're drawn to me. <laughs> <laughs> Always, darling. <laughs> uh, what me, I don't know what draws me. I'm just drawn to people that are, that are authentic. I love yeah. being authentic. Say it as it is. Do as they, you know, walk their talk. Um, right. And it's easy, easy to be with, you know. Um, I, I'm not around the fake stuff i'm not around i don't mind being around people that are working towards that are on their trip and kind of working towards getting their shit together and and are conscious of their unconsciousness um but you've got people out there that are unconsciously trying to be something because they've read it in a book and that's great for them and i can't be doing that no i'll be doing that so and i think you know at a level I think, you know, birds of a feather flock together and we're kind of attracted to people in general that are, are a relative on the same kind of, on the same, a similar path and on the same kind of level yeah. as us because we, we couldn't deal with it any other way. I've got friends from the past that if they were, as they were then, I wouldn't be interested in, I'd say hello, but wouldn't be interested in, in, yeah. in, in, in spending any time with and not disrespectfully, but, that's where they're at and that's where I was at and, and, and so on, I think, and, and it's, tr- it can be transient. Um, there are some people that you hook up with and you travel through life for a long time. Others, it can be five minutes, others, it can be a week, whatever. And I think we're attracted to who we need to be attracted to, to show us who we are, what's going on, mirror shit back to us that we need to deal with. Yeah. Um, and some people, um, not to mention anybody in particular, but you know, you kind of hook up in life and, 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 and rub along together and, and, you know, learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Next question. What are your key factors or what were your key factors 
in making the decision to finally settle down with your lovely lady. Oh, the key factors. Mm, in making that decision. Okay. So the key factor wasn't something that can be spoken for me. Okay. Um, it was just something happened. It sounds very fairy tale and nothing like my former relationships and mm. but this woman walked into literally walked into my life and within five minutes of having a conversation with her mm -hmm. i wanted to her to have babies with me oh, I, i'd never i'd never wanted that ever in my life I'd never wanted to have babies. I didn't want to bring any new life into this crazy world. Um, but what I suppose if, I suppose if I want to answer that really kind of, um, with a little bit more meat on it, she was extremely confident. She was funny and she didn't care. She didn't mm -hmm. care what anybody thought. She didn't care whether I liked her or not. She didn't care if anybody liked her or not. She was very, very confident in her own skin. Um, very, very wicked sense of humour. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just very, very emotionally intelligent. Very emotionally intelligent. And there was just something there that kind of bit me. I, I was coming out of a very painful relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm. And maybe that might have had something to do with the contrast, the the mm. the, the 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 diversity of, of being in hell, basically in one mm -hmm. relationship, and then this other creature who was just the op everything the opposite yeah. may have had something to do with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's all I can. You know, well, I could talk for a long time about that. Uh -huh. Oh, but, lovely. But yeah, that, 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 that's what kind that's, of happened. I was bitten, smitten, and went for somebody who completely different in every way to, in every way, physically, emotionally, mentally, than I'd ever been involved with before. It Beautiful. was quite, quite the opposite almost. Beautiful. So, what's the most rewarding thing? about having your lovely woman in your life? The most rewarding thing for me is she trusts me mm. and I trust her mm -hmm. and everything else that builds on top of that. And um, Yeah, she allows me to be who I am, supports me with whatever I, I want to do and vice versa. And there's trust. We're mates. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had kids. How two long have we together? 23 years. Wow. Wow, and oh, be, that is a wow, isn't it? That is just bonkers. <laughs> For that, 
there was a literally a trail of disasters mm-hmm. in in a way, but not you know nothing ever malicious, but just come where I'd come from a, a, a place of closed down emotions, so mm-hmm. all heady and um, I just very quickly I'll put get, put a bit of context around that. I was with this. Mm-hmm. I won't mention her name, but I was with this girl and um, she was a very, very nice girl. And at at the time, um, and I'm not boasting here, but I was playing around with five different girls at one time in my life. And yeah, it was Mm. because I could. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was kind of... But that wasn't enough. I'm searching for this kind of love that, that mm. and nurturing, and I wasn't getting it. So I thought it was all about sex, and and it obviously that wasn't hitting the spot. Couldn't get enough of that. Anyway, I totally f- fried this girl's head and heart, um, or her head, as far as I was concerned, because I didn't get the heart. And and cut a very long story short, I I would just ignore her. This was before mobile phones. Right. And um, and then, so I'd ignored her for about two or three weeks because I just didn't want to see her, but I didn't have the balls to tell her. Mm-hmm. And somehow her mum got me on the phone. I can't remember how, but her mum got me on the phone and told me that she tried to commit suicide twice in the last two weeks and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not very clever, is it? You know, so remember, I'm kind of emotionally kind of detached here from that type yeah. of stuff. And she said, um, and her mum said to, to me, you've really hurt her. You've really hurt her. And I said, look, I said, I've never laid a finger on her. I wouldn't do that. I'm not like that. I'm not a violent right. person. And I didn't get what she meant. No. No fucking idea whatsoever what she meant. And her parting words to me, her mum was if you live by the sword you'll die by the sword and she put the phone down on me and I didn't even know what she meant there and it it took a few years a good few years before I had until it wasn't until my wife um, told me she wasn't coming back and that moment came when this pain in my chest and the whole thing and the whole broken heart and all that drama happened that I that I realised what I'd done to that poor girl and many others and many others. So thank you for your honesty. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of the men and the women listening to that would, would relate and um, feel the benefit of that too. So thank you. Maybe just ask, I'm going to use this one as the last question. Okay. But how do you keep your relationship engaged over time? How do I keep the relationship engaged? Okay, so it's there's there's no real expectation. I have no expectation of her and vice versa. So um we go on lots of walks, take the dog out. We mm-hmm. go out for meals. We we give each other. We don't give each other. We just do it. We 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 talk about each other's days every day and what's gone on and laugh about the silly things that have gone on and the daft things we've seen and heard. 
And there's, I think for me, there's a, there isn't an intensity that I've had in previous relationships that, that can make a relationship for me bipolar. There's a steady level um, of understanding, love, and just being, being in, the, in each other's space. Um, that said, you know, I'm not saying there isn't passion at times, um, but, but it's, it's steady, it's stable, um, whatever that means, but it's not, it's not bipolar. It's not like ecstatic madness, yeah. which normally from experiences <laughs> is followed by dungeons mm. and vice versa and that bouncing back and through and, and, and what have you. So it's a very good way of putting it. I can't, yeah. a bipolar relationship. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. I can't, I don't want dramas. I think that, I think that's what it is. Mm. We're not about, you know, we smile and we talk about other people's dramas and we kind of look at each other and go, what, if only they had a fucking clue what mm. was what, you know, if they could hear themselves, what they're going on about, you know, people like to create a drama. And again, it's not their fault. It's what they're used to, you know, the crap they watch on the telly, how they've been brought up, you know, people are plugged into soap operas on the telly you know everything you see on the telly is drama the news is drama people feed their minds with this bullshit this mm. bile and bring it into their lives and and what i've seen and experienced in my own relate relationships previously is if there isn't a drama well we've got to go and make one mm -hmm. um because otherwise there's nothing like there's, there's nothing to talk about Mm. You know, if we haven't got a drama, we're not whinging and whining about something, or someone's not done something, and someone's upset, yeah. and we're going to go and sort it out, and you know, and all that, and meet them in the car park, and all that nonsense. If that's not going on for most people, or many people, they don't feel they're. It's as though they don't feel that they're getting anything out of life. That's where they get right. their connection to life, but it's not mm. real because yeah. they're connecting to drama and nonsense and there's another connection that I have with life. And Alison also has that. Um, I'm absolutely. I fucking, mm, I know that she's on a bit of a pedestal, but she's not because she just got it. And um, there is no drama, you know, and we're not saying that we don't have things happening in our life that uh, can be a bit spiky, but you know, that the, the, the pain is inevitable, but the suffering is a choice and we don't do the suffering and uh, we support each other. Well, she supports me mainly um, <laughs> to not do the suffering bit, and um, and when That's things turn up, see the gold in it, see the lesson. Wherever there's a wherever there's a cloud, there's a um, yeah, there, there's something useful that comes out. But there's a lesson mm. to learn. We either win or learn. So each either way you win. So yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time and your honesty. I really, really value, really treasure you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, much you're welcome. Fun. Bye then. See Bye. Ya. Bye.